With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. The man who wrote the book on LeBron. Literally. Jeff Benedict, New York Times bestselling author, will join us coming up next hour as the Lakers and Golden State Warriors get set to do battle coming up tonight. Lakers are getting four and a half. The Miami Heat getting six and a half against the Knicks. Last night, James Harden, the old James Harden, not an old James Harden, had 45 76ers take game one. Nuggets up 2-0 on the Suns. The 76ers do so without this year's MVP, Joel Embiid, not able to play. Not sure what his status will be for Game 2, but it was all about James Harden last night. More on that coming up. Stat of the Day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. This program brought to you this hour by Discover Credit Cards. They do something really awesome. Automatically double all the cash back you've earned at the end of the first year, doubled from trips and restaurants, See terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. Play of the day poll question and uh, your phone calls. Always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator Tyler standing by. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock, our streaming partner. Make sure you download the app if you haven't done that. And our radio partners around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, nearly 390 cities around America carrying this program. Those on chat row, we say good morning to you as well. Back to James Harden. He he reminded us of what he used to be, who he used to be. Now, we normally don't get this in the playoffs with James Harden. He's had some historically bad performances. But this is where you see a team that steps up. They step up because their best player is out. Now, it doesn't carry through a seven-game series, but sometimes you'll get that one game. And you had that last night. And for the analysts to say they had no chance, you always have a chance. Might be a slight chance. Might be a 1%, less than 1%. You were 10-point underdogs. But this is more about Boston than it is Philadelphia, in my opinion. Because we keep waiting for Boston to be threatening. I know they're good. Went to the NBA Finals last year. They got young talent. They've, they've had a surprisingly good year, given what happened with the coaching staff. And then you watch, and I keep waiting. And I don't know what I'm waiting for, because maybe this is who they are. Here's Jason Tatum meeting with the media after the loss. 
Jason, does this feel like a missed opportunity given how long they were off the Embiid situation and you guys coming into this series hoping to make a statement? Does the game one feel like a missed opportunity? I guess. You just want to win every game you play. You know, regardless of circumstance, you just, you want to win. And we didn't do it enough to win. So every game you lose, I guess, is a missed opportunity um, to get a win. Pretty obvious question. Big wind-up there. And <laughs> you basically, give me the question again. This is not well, well done here. Jason, does this feel like a missed opportunity given how long they were off the Embiid situation and you guys coming into this series hoping to make a statement? Does the game one feel like a missed opportunity? All we had to do is go, yeah. That's it. Of course. Or, no. Yeah, Seaton. He should have said, what do you think? You think you think every time you lose a game, it's a missed Failure. opportunity? What about every time you write a column? Was that a missed opportunity when you didn't get it perfect? Would you prefer to play the Sixers with or without Joel Embiid? Your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, hey, I've asked those questions, too, in those press conferences where you're like, you stand up, and next thing you know, everybody's waiting to hear what you're going to ask, and then you start to panic a little bit because you want to over-explain your question. Jason, do you guys uh, – Wish that you had won the game tonight. <laughs> no, we really want to put lull them in a false sense of security. We tank this one. Maybe Embiid will rest another yeah. night. Are you kidding me? We love James Harden. We want to have him have a good playoff game. You guys are always crushing him. Come on. Uh, Jason, Jason, would it have been better if you guys were did not lose tonight? <laughs> uh. But James Harden did play well last night, and uh, he he expected a win. Last night. We didn't come in the game expecting to lose. You know what I mean? Like, we are here to win. And even after this game, I told the guys, don't get too happy. Like, we even kill. You know what I mean? Like, we're coming here to get game two as well. And so that's the mindset that we have as a unit. Whether Joe comes back or not, we'll be ready to go. Obviously, he's huge. I mean, he's everything for this team. But we got to, whoever's on the floor, let's go win the game. And that's what we did tonight. You know, Boston shot almost 59% from the floor. But... They were terrible from three-point range. And then there was a sequence late, really late in the game, where they couldn't squeeze off a shot because everybody wanted to take a three. And I thought, you can get a mid-range jumper here. You're okay with that. And then through the ball away, Tyrese Maxey goes the other way. But, you know, give credit to James Harden. Uh, Harden scored 45. He is the fifth 76er to score at least 45 in a playoff game. The last time it happened was 03 with Allen Iverson. Uh, he did it seven times. Billy Cunningham, Wilt Chamberlain, and of course, Lee Schaefer did it. Here's Doc Rivers talking about James Harden after the game. I thought that he had just the perfect mindset tonight. He really did. I was so, I'm so happy for him. It's amazing. The guy's a, a Hall of Famer, and and all you hear is the other stuff about him. Uh, you really do. And he was he was fantastic. Well, Doc's got to be honest, because the reason why we hear about the other stuff is because this time of the year we get the other stuff from James Harden. He's not clutching the playoffs, but last night he was wonderful. Putting up 45. And he had a good year. We talked about this probably six weeks ago. Where I said, you know what? We don't hear much about James Harden in the 76ers. And 
it felt like, okay, we moved on. There's no Ben Simmons here. There's no drama here. They're just playing good basketball. Everybody's talking about the Bucs. They're talking about the Celtics. No one was talking about Philadelphia being the team to beat in the East. And they may not be. This is one game. It really hinges on Joel Embiid. And if you start to look at the playoffs, how many guys have to play great? Like Anthony Davis, the Lakers' playoff success will be predicated on his health. Well, also his performance. Because he'll he'll give you a 14 and 8 sometimes, and you're going, no, you should give me 24 and 18 is what you should be giving me. The Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, uh, Joel Embiid. With the Celtics, I'm not quite sure. Because as much as we want to, and I said this last year about uh, Jason Tatum. He's a wonderful player, but we keep trying to put him in this category that I don't think he's ready for yet or that he's earned. Is he one of the best players? Yes, but he's not in the top three or four or five, in my opinion. I think he has the talent. I just wonder the mindset. There are times when it looks like they're just going through the motions. They look non-threatening, and they could win it all. But when I watch, I'm always thinking what they should be, not what they are or what they're lacking. Yes, Marv. He had 39 last night. It yeah. didn't feel no, it like did 39. It like Steph Curry will have those demoralizing three-pointers. Yeah. He doesn't have any of those demoralizing shots. He's a bucket getter, but it doesn't seem like he has one of those like put you in a stranglehold type of uh, you know, plays. Yeah, if you get kind of a nondescript 39, you got it. I, I want to note when the game's on the line, that guy's getting the ball and he's going to get a bucket. That's what you want. And sometimes I don't get that. And maybe I'm asking too much with him. Uh, you know, Jalen Brown, like, is he great? Are they great together? When it works, okay. When it doesn't work and you're going, all right. And I felt bad for Al Horford, too. Al was on the perimeter guarding Harden. I go, no, oh, we shouldn't do that to Al. Even though Harden's about the same size as Al Horford is now. But Al's out there, and Harden does the same. Like, he's crossing over guys. He's beating guys off the dribble, and I'm going, wow. Yeah, Paul. And I'm watching that game thinking about if you're a Nets fan watching that game. We gave up James Harden, who led the league in assists, who's on his way maybe to the NBA Finals possibly this year for Ben Simmons. And we're stuck with Ben Simmons, a guy who averages like seven points a game, plays every other night. That was that trade. Yeah, I know. And it felt like everybody, hey, we don't want this guy, so you take him, and we don't want that guy, so you take him, and we're all good here. And I kept thinking, I know Harden's at least going to be there in uniform playing. I don't know about Ben Simmons. But James Harden had a really good year, led the league in assists, and it was a nice performance. But I'd still look at the Celtics and say they're the team to beat. They they should be. Um so you got Miami Heat getting uh, six and a half against the Knicks, and the Lakers getting four and a half against the Warriors. If you're wondering, over under LeBron James tonight. You guys want to take a guess? We'll do uh, Steph Curry over under, and Anthony Davis over under. If you want to do that as well, according to DraftKings. Let me start with LeBron Is that James. Minutes played for no, 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 no. It's points. It's points. Wow, a little snark. Yeah, yeah. Eleven minutes in. Ooh, okay. Bad kitty. Bad kitty. Todd, over under points for LeBron James. 28 and a half. All right. Seton O'Connor. 26 and a half. Uh, blue, 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 blue. Yeah. Uh, Steph Curry, over under, Marvin. 
29 and a half. Paul? Oh, 30 and a half. Todd? 31 and a half. Blue, 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 blue. <laughs> Dang it. Back row is crushing today. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Davis over under, according to DraftKings. Paul? 22 and a half. Marvin? 25 and a half. Blue, 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 blue. Oh. <laughs> Front row, come on now. Yeah. Dang, Paul. <laughs> Better start pulling your weight yeah, up there. Get it together, Pabst. <laughs> yeah, you let your team down. 877-3DP-SHOW. Tyler's standing by to take your phone calls, emails, tweets, all welcome as well. Seton poll question, hour one on this formerly award-nominated program. What was more impressive, James Harden dropping 45 without Joel Embiid or Steph Curry's 50 in Game 7? Uh, Steph Curry's 50. Really? Yeah. Yeah. On the road, game seven. Game seven. Yeah. And you just lost at home to to uh, Sacramento? James Harden, it's been reborn. Yeah, but this was game one. You know, sometimes you're like, uh, hey, you know what? We're, we're going to go out there. We're favored. They don't have Embiid. You go through the motions. Sacramento, there was a heightened awareness, and they couldn't do anything with Steph Curry. Wait, you think James Harden getting 45 last night? I'd say that's pretty damn impressive. Okay, but more impressive than Steph putting up 50. It might be. Okay. It might be. Okay. Yeah. Well, make a decision. Yeah. Well, I think it's for the audience to decide. Well, no, I'm asking you. No, I'm, my decision is to put the poll question up. <laughs> yes, Todd. I would lean towards Curry with the 50. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Steph with 31 and a half is the over-under coming up tonight. Any other poll questions? Yeah, we got a bunch, Dan. Who would benefit most from leading their team to a title? Steph Curry, James Harden, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic? Uh, I'd put Anthony Davis in there, too. Like their career would be raised up. Their legacy would be raised up forever. Okay. You know what? Let's hold off on this because I'll talk about this a little bit further. Because last night, Denver, Joker was wonderful. They beat the Suns, so now they're up two games to none. Chris Paul uh, was injured, and uh, so I don't know what his availability is going to be. Tweaked something, a hamstring. But uh, KD did not look good. Uh, But Denver did what they're supposed to do. You know, as they always say, the series doesn't start until the home team loses. Well, Denver got both of their wins. And now you go back to Phoenix there. But we'll talk about what's at stake. And and people think that Steph Curry and LeBron James have this unbelievable rivalry in history. If you think about the great moments between these two, there aren't a lot of great moments between these two. You know, the biggest shot between both of them was actually taken by Kyrie, where he won the title. Uh, LeBron had the big block on Andre Iguodala. Um, you had a stare down between LeBron and like, there's nothing that you go, wow, what a unbelievable rivalry. No, this isn't Celtics Lakers, but this is legacy rivalry. This is about LeBron's legacy and Steph. And if either one gets another title, okay, now we have some fun conversations, but we'll talk about that phone calls. We'll get to those as well. And, uh, next hour, Jeff Benedict, who wrote the book about LeBron James just came out. He'll join us here in the Man Cave. Take a break. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Uh, LifeLock. You know, when you act, you're, you're proactive. That's what I want with uh, LifeLock. Because there's all kinds of problems with identity theft. 
And they're even targeting younger children. It's called uh, the Frankenstein fraud. With the scam, thieves might combine the social security number of a child with the name of a deceased person, possibly details of a third person creating a Frankenstein identity. Criminals then use the fake identity to continue various frauds and scams. It's going on right in front of us. That's why having LifeLock by Norton, you got a chance. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Promo code Patrick, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to LifeLock.com. Use promo code Patrick for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I, I didn't mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or Rent Frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like... A lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and Holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. 
To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Devils closed out the Rangers last night. Two games coming up tonight. It's also fifth-year option day in the NFL. You get to find out if your team really, really likes you or not. Heat and Knicks coming up tonight, Lakers and the Warriors. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. They say good things come to those who wait. The Mercedes-Benz SUV family proves otherwise. Takes no time at all to set up a test drive. Your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at mbusa.com. All right, so we got the poll question. Who would benefit the most from winning a title, Seton? Is that how we want to phrase this? Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Okay, so which player? Which... Well, we got a bunch here we okay. could look at. You could okay. say Steph Curry. All right. Uh, you could say LeBron. Yeah. James Harden is a good one. Ooh. Mm-hmm. 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 Jokic, also a good one. Durant. Durant, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of options here. Well, I think the bigger picture is LeBron because what that means for his legacy, there's only one person above him, and that's Michael Jordan. Perhaps you've heard of him. Maybe you've heard of him. Maybe you've heard of him. Uh, now you get mm-hmm. up there. Now you start to look at the totality of LeBron's career, the all-time leading scorer, top five in assists and steals, you know, everything he's done in the playoffs. Now you win one more title, and you do that with another franchise. Um so he's already won one title with the Lakers. He won one with Cleveland. He won a couple with the Miami Heat. And now you would win another one there in Los Angeles. It, it would be LeBron because I think, you know, he has more to gain out of all, all of this. Um, Kevin Durant to win a title without Steph because Steph has won one without Durant and then he won another one without Durant. Uh, Kevin could certainly use that. Although it might, he might not get as much credit because it feels like it's Devin Booker's team. Uh, let's see. James Harden, that would be fascinating. But he, he might not get the credit. It would be Joel Embiid if he comes back. But Harden would be on he, – he'd be on a championship team. But he needs it because we kind of look at him as a statistical wonder uh, with how he played. Putting up those numbers, I mean, he had a he had about a five year window where you're like, wow, this guy is left handed Iverson. Yes, Mark. Do you think James Harden might be considered maybe more like uh, Oscar Robertson, a guy who was putting up numbers when he was young, and then later on he just got with a real dominant big man and changed his game a little bit? Well, and he'll always be revered, especially if he wins a title in Philadelphia. Yeah, but Oscar stayed with Cincinnati. They weren't a good team. He was a great player on a bad team. And then he got traded later in his career and then went to Milwaukee and won a title with, uh, you know, Kareem or Lou Alcindor at the time. You know, Harden's been with good teams. Oklahoma City was a good team. They had the Warriors. Uh, his Rockets team at one point, that was, he had a good team there. He was with the Nets. They had talent. And now with the, I mean, it's not like he's been with schlocky teams. I think, when he had that stretch when he was in Houston when they weren't very good, and then he wanted out. After he got all of his, he got everything he wanted, and then he wanted out. So that's different than Oscar.
Um, yeah, Marv. I just mean as far as putting up great stats and then changing your game later on in your career. I didn't, I would, oh. I didn't mean, mm. look, they, they missed 27 straight three-pointers in a game seven against yeah. the Warriors. Yeah. Um, he needs it. Yeah, but I don't. Does he need it more than LeBron's? LeBron's trying to be the greatest player of all time. That's like when somebody says, you know, what's the worst loss by a team that had an unbelievable regular season? Well, it has to be the Patriots when they lost to the Giants because they were going to go undefeated. So that's the biggest loss when you think about, oh, my God, this team went undefeated during the regular season. They were going to be the greatest team of all time. Therefore, you had the most to lose in a situation like that. Yeah, Paul. You know, Steph Curry is interesting because, like, I want to get to him in a second, but like LeBron, I think, is in the opposite position that Tom Brady's in. When Tom Brady won another title, it's like he was, he was like Usain Bolt. He was putting so much distance between himself and second place. LeBron, I think, is a position where, at worst, it's an argument with him and Jordan. I mean, at best, it's an argument with him and Jordan. He could win two more titles and still give me, and he'd be tied with Michael Jordan with titles, but I think it's always going to be a debate. He can, he can't, I don't think he can separate himself because the Jordan people are entrenched. Only, as, as only, you know. only if he wins one more title than Jordan. Which he'd need three more to do. Yeah. And that's highly unlikely. Steph is kind of in the opposite position. We spent 10 minutes yesterday discussing who's removed from the top 10 with Reggie Miller to put Steph Curry in. He hasn't even won the title yet this year. He, and if he won the title, he could possibly go through LeBron. And even better, it'd be great to go through Durant. Every time he, if Steph wins the title, it actually hurts Durant more so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steph. Steph's not going to, you know, get into that top five. If he won two more titles, then maybe you could make that argument with what he's done for the game. Uh, but coming up big, I mean, that's really important. That's why that game seven performance against Sacramento is going to stand out. What do you do in the big moments there? Winning those titles. LeBron, if you win another one, you're right on the doorstep there with Jordan. Then it becomes really, it's a tougher argument if you're a Jordan fanatic. If you're a sycophant, you at least have to acknowledge LeBron is there. He's in the he's in the conversation. You're, you're they're sitting on the same couch. Let's put it that way in the living room. Yeah, Paul. Marvin and I were discussing this yesterday. There almost has to be a new echelon or something because if you say the NBA top ten is he in the top ten or not top ten? Being eleventh still means you're one of the all time greatest players. But if he goes in the top ten, that means you have to remove Tim Duncan or Kobe Bryant. Or Larry Bird, you know, he had back injuries. He didn't play a long time. Yeah, but and, that doesn't matter. Right. And, and so it's almost like you need a new term. Like there's an upper echelon of NBA players that you either enter the fraternity or you're not in the fraternity. Like to me, Carl Malone is just outside. No. I'm mean, sorry, just outside the all-time greats. I'm looking at Bleacher Report. They've got like Kevin Durant's ranked 13th. Jerry Rush is ranked 14th. Steph Curry, this is from two months ago, is 15th. Carl Malone, Kevin Garnett. Charles Barkley, guys like that. They seem just like one tick below, don't they? I don't have them anywhere near the top 10. Now, if you say, are we doing the top 20 players of all time? Top 15 players? Not, no number. Almost like a, like a designation. Like this is the you know the GOAT club or whatever you want to call it. Mm. The greats of all time. Not the greatest. Because that's singular. Yeah. But it seems like you're either in or out. As much as I like Dr. J, he doesn't feel in the same breath as Kobe Bryant. Well, you have, it's like, you know, people don't want to acknowledge Wilt Chamberlain. And I said, well, if, if you're not acknowledging Wilt's greatness, then then you're not acknowledging Babe Ruth's greatness. Like, they were they were different in their eras. 
you know, they're they're just statistical, you know, giants. And Wilt's the same thing. He didn't win as much as Babe did, but statistically, he's Babe Ruth. You have to be able to acknowledge both of them. And and they don't feel real when you go, you know, Wilt averaged 50 a game. A game in a season. You're going, no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Led the league in assists. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He had 55 rebounds. Yes, I know it was a whole different generation back then. And there were more missed shots. But still, if if you're going to acknowledge Babe without integration, then you have to acknowledge Will Chamberlain. You just do, whether you believe it or not. But Bleacher Report has LeBron to Kareem 3, Bill Russell 4, Magic, Wilt's in there, Bird's in there, Shaq's in there, Duncan, Kobe. So that's 10 right there. If Steph wins another title, I think Larry Bird's coming out of there. I know. I know. I know. He was unbelievable in a a briefer period of time. Uh, And that sounds sacrilegious to say that. Um, You know, Bill Russell's in there. His team won. You know, statistically, I mean, he wasn't a good offensive player at all. But he he won. And it's hard to categorize that. Kareem had always felt like, well, he wasn't as good as he should have been. You know, the big guy, Shaq, wasn't as good as he's supposed to be. The big guy always gets that knock. But I, I would think if LeBron won another title and he was leading the team to the title, not playing a Pippen role to Jordan as he would with Anthony Davis, then I, man, he's right there. Uh, who does Steph take out? <laughs> I mean, it's tough. It's it's tough. Because you got Akeem 11, you got Oscar, Kevin Durant, Jerry West is there, then Steph Curry is 15. Yeah, Paulie. Tim Duncan, no offense, was was he? <laughs> but like, is that no offense or no yeah, offense? No offense. Well, he averaged uh, nineteen and eleven for his career, and I know he's not a stat guy. He never led the league in any statistical category. Rebounds. He's a beneficiary of all the winning, and he was the yes. the anchor of all the winning. I don't think he's a better basketball player than Charles Barkley. Basketball player. His resume is way, way, way better. But like Barkley led the league in rebounds a couple of times. I think he Barkley averaged twenty eight one year. Yeah, Tim Duncan's best year was 25 and 25 and 13. That's fantastic. Yeah. For three blocks, it's fantastic. But like I think Tim Duncan is pushed up on the list. He's got he, titles. Yes. That's it. But if you're saying individual players, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how we, you know, the definition of, you know, who's in the top 10 greatest talents of all time because there are guys that you could put in that were far more talented than some of these guys. I mean, Dr. J was more talented than Larry Bird. But are you going to put Dr. J in there? No. Because Dr. J, well, you know, it's, it, we get into these discussions and it's not winnable. And I, then I bang my head against the wall like, why did I do this? Why so, did so I what do this, this entire industry is based on, Dan. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Why is Tim Duncan not a good player just because he was boring? Oh no, he's a great player. I know he's a great player, but he's like, yeah, but the other people were better, right? Like, well, because he played on a team that had a Hall of Fame point guard, Hall of Fame 
two guard who, who didn't even start, and then you had a Hall of Famer in David Robinson, and you got a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, right? Feels like that's what happens when you're on the Celtics. Like, you were on the team, and you won titles, and you put up some really good numbers there. Your favorite Tim Duncan moment is what, Seton? Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that that hurts him, where you're going, oh, remember when? Remember the Knicks when he beat the Knicks in the finals? Mm, I don't know. Marv? When he wore sandals with jeans. But anywho. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Every day. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> that was crazy that time yeah, he did that. Wild. Yeah, 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 Paul. yeah. Barkley had that Suns team that had talent. It wasn't you know all time NBA talent, but it was a very talented team that they, that was the biggest test Jordan ever got. It was very close to going the other way. Jordan could have that that series could be Jordan could be five and one, and Barkley could have the one. Barkley may be the guy who would benefit the most from having a ring because he would now be. He'd be propped up a lot. People almost ignore Barkley's career because his post career is so good. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't win. Right. I, that's what I'm I mean, saying. You like got to win. If he took down Jordan, that would be that chip would be unbelievable for Barkley's career. Yeah, more. I'm gonna defend Tim Duncan. I know he's pretty boring, but look, as soon as he got to the Spurs, he cha- season two championship. <laughs> I know they beat the AC Knicks lockout year, but then he kept winning. Look, imagine if Tim Duncan wasn't there. How many more titles? Would the Lakers, the Shaq and Kobe Lakers have? Like he was fighting Kobe for those titles and vice versa. Yes, Todd. I believe if Duncan behaved more theatrically on the court, dressed more wacky, was a better soundbite, I think we would look at him a lot differently. Well, we still don't know him after all these years. We really don't know him. He doesn't do anything as far as, you know, he's not engaging. He doesn't do, you know, any media. Uh, once he'd been an assistant coach, he just that, but that's who he is. I, I was there with him his rookie year and went down there for a weekend and spent time with him. And he was one of the most humble, big time guys you'll ever be around. And I remember him carrying everybody's bags. I'm like, wait, you're carrying everybody's bags. He goes, yeah, I'm supposed to. And it was just, that's who he was. Never, he, he loved talking about knives. And tattoos. Weird. Yeah. That'd be it. And he was fascinated on who was going to be the, uh, the uh, top, what, 50 athletes that we did, the Sports Century top 50 athletes of all time. And I, I said to him, I'll tell you who's number one if you win the NBA title. He won the title, came into where we were with Sports Center. First thing he did, because it was going to be post-game interview, he walked in, he goes, who's number one? And I said, you guys are. He goes, no, who's number one on the list? And I said, Michael Jordan. He goes, really? I said, yeah. First thing he said, who's number one on the list? You, you guys are. No, no. The Sports Century list. Michael Jordan. Uh, let's see. We'll get some phone calls in here. Uh, Jason in Georgia. Hi, Jason. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, just want to throw out a few things to you. You know, Steph's got four. LeBron's got four. You know, and I listen to your show every day, and I appreciate what y'all do. But don't you think you say that 
Steph has transcended the game yes. way more than LeBron has. Yeah, but I don't know if that's why I'm going to move him up the list, if that's what you're saying, Jason. I mean, scoring points is all good, but he's the only person on the team that can score points, as LeBron is. Um, Steph does distribute the ball pretty well towards his other teammates, and Jordan pulls, you know, stepping up as the next heir apparent to the Slash Brothers, I think. Yeah, but Steph isn't even the best passer on his own team. He's not. That's, no, he's not. That's Draymond. And, and you know, Clay Thompson's had some memorable games scoring-wise. It's it's not just Steph, and, and Steph, you know, this is what happens when you get into this discussion, then you start to knock somebody down, and that's why I always I get a little nervous doing it because, like, are we going to be critical of Bill Russell or Will Chamberlain or Larry Bird? And that's what it sounds like. I'm just wondering if LeBron wins another title, and now he's got five. I don't think Steph could move in front of LeBron. Just look at LeBron's career. I mean, it's 20 years of excellence. If if Steph would win, let's say he, he'd win two more titles. Okay, now he's there, he's got six. You're never going to get people to budge off, you know, Mount Jordan. They're just not. They, they, they will not acknowledge that. It just won't. People forget that Mike did miss a couple of shots in his career. No video. Yeah. <laughs> but Jordan people can come up with any argument to your argument. Like if I, I'm, I'm always a Jordan guy, but like Jordan was six and zero. Oh, but like you said, he didn't make it to the finals a bunch of times. Yeah, there were nine other years where he didn't. Is LeBron's four and six, right? Yeah, so, but we don't get. We look at it as a negative that LeBron lost right. those titles. That's how Jordan fans look at it. And I'm like, no, he played for titles. Are we going to knock Tom Brady because he lost Super Bowls? But yeah, people have spent years doing that. Well, it's wrong. It's the Brady Montana argument. I never lost. It's a good line, but <laughs> that just means you didn't get there more than him. I, you know, to get there and compete is what it's all about. Get a chance to win a title. You may lose if you didn't play well and you lost. Now it's a negative. You could use that against somebody. I think if you don't play well and the other guy you're going against plays great, then, yeah, it'll be a knock on you. Yes, Martin. Yeah, so losing in the wild card round to the Vikings in 87, they're like, see, but he didn't lose any Super Bowls, though. <laughs> he may have lost the wild card, but yeah. he never lost in the right. Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, let me take a break. we got our play of the day coming up next. We'll get to more phone calls as well. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo! Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all the sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. If you're hearing this promo right now, it means you're listening to some other show. Uh, well, why the hell are you doing that? Yeah, get your priorities straight. Well, maybe, Tony, they listened to this week's episode already. I don't care. Listen to it again. Yeah, great point that, Tony. Thank anyway, you. so you're listening out there. Make sure and go do that. And uh, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments 
where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Oh my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. This is the play of the day. This out. 15 seconds to go. Horford has him out top. James with a dribble. Harden one-on-one. Nine seconds on the shot clock. Harden for three. Shot up. It's good. Harden made a triple. The Sixers go up by two. Eight seconds to go. That's your play of the day brought to you by the Fanatics 76ers Radio Network. Harden goes for 45. Play of the day brought to you by McGuire's. They've come to the rescue again. The new hybrid ceramic tire shine renews dull tires by darkening the appearance, adding long-lasting high gloss, keeping it shining even when exposed to water. Give McGuire's hybrid hybrid ceramic tire shine a try. McGuire's reflect your passion. I mentioned at the start of the show that this is uh, fifth-year option day in the NFL. And if you're the Green Bay Packers today... You have to decide what you're going to do with the fifth year with Jordan Love. He's going to make around $2 million this year. And then if they pick up the fifth-year option, he's going to make over $21 million. And Brian Gutekunst, the GM, said, well, that's a lot of money to give to somebody who hasn't played that much. That's true. But what's it say if the Packers don't pick up that fifth-year option? Right? That'd be an interesting situation because now you're going to say to Jordan Love, well, 
You're going to have to bet on yourself here. And it'll signal that the Packers made a mistake with Jordan Love because this should be a no-brainer, right? You should be able to see enough of him where you go, of course we're going to pick up the fifth-year option. But at $21 million, if he's good, okay, that's a bargain. And then you have a Daniel Jones situation. Do you extend him? Do you franchise him? Non-exclusive franchise tag? Yes, Eden. But even Jordan Love doesn't know if he can play at this level yet. I mean, it's still kind of an unknown, right? I mean, he doesn't exact, he doesn't have a ton of reps to look back at and be like, oh, no, this kid is definitely the real deal. He doesn't even know if he could do it yet. So why should the Packers be sort of forced to say, we believe in you? You're absolutely the guy when, when even he himself isn't sure yet. Well, they're not forced to. They can decide that they're not going to. I mean, it, they don't have to do it. But if I'm Jordan Love and they don't pick that up, yeah, you're going to be a free agent. Like, but you can't. But he can't be like they didn't believe in me. Well, like, he can be. Yeah, well, he can be, but he shouldn't be. Because <laughs> yeah. no, nobody knows. Nobody yeah. has any idea how he's going to play. It's this great unknown. So how could you possibly have like the audacity to be like, well, they didn't believe in me? Well, I don't know if Jordan Love is that kind of person where he's going to say that. But the Packers are the ones who are saying, hey, you know, that's a lot of money to, to give you. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. But they should know by now if he can play. They should know. And therefore, it would be either a no-brainer that we're going to pick it up or we're not going to pick it up. What would be a successful season for Jordan Love? And this is what people should factor in, and they won't. They're not going to be fair to him. They need to look at what Aaron Rodgers did the first year he started after sitting on the bench behind Favre for three years. And Aaron Rodgers did not play well at all. Probably had more interceptions than touchdown passes. Uh, they had, uh, what, were they 6-10 and 10 that year, yeah, Pauline? he started 16 games. He was 25 years old. He had sat for three years. His numbers were good, 28 touchdowns and 13 picks. Okay. But for him, 13 picks is like 40 for another yeah. guy. But then after that, it went perfect. Yeah. And you didn't know what you had, but then they did know. Because sometimes when you're just watching somebody in practice and they may go against the first-team defense, you'll get a pretty good sense of how good that guy is. And I would think the Packers know what they have in Jordan Love. But what would be – like, he's got to be good – he can't be average because you traded up to get him. And because of that, you created the animosity acrimony with Aaron Rodgers right then. Because if you don't draft Jordan Love, you probably still have Aaron Rodgers. Now, whether you want Aaron Rodgers or not at this stage of his career and making that kind of money, you know, that's a different conversation. But that pick led to, you know, the separation here, the, the divorce. Because if you didn't use a first-round draft, if they took a quarterback in the fourth round, you don't have any acrimony there. there there's, I don't think there's any anger. But because of that, you didn't help him that year with the player in the first round. And it led to Aaron Rodgers eventually saying, hey, you know, you guys want to move on? Then I'll go. Yeah, Marv. With Jordan, with Jordan Love, are you talking about individual success or team success? Well, I think it's got to be both. Because if he throws for 28 touchdowns and 13 interceptions, if, if you said those are his numbers, I, I think if you're a Packer fan and you're above 500, you'd be like, okay, I'll take that. But 
how many I don't know what the over under is on touchdown passes this year. It's probably around 20 23 24 maybe for Jordan Love. I don't know what DraftKings had. I think we we talked about this. Even Aaron Rodgers, I think his over under touchdown passes is what 31 and a half, something like that. But I think if if Jordan Love is going to be good and the team is good, and I don't think you can look at this and go, let me base who won this trade by how Aaron Rodgers plays. That shouldn't matter to you. Aaron didn't want to stay. You didn't want to keep him. And now he's with the Jets. They could win the Super Bowl. You can still win the trade if Jordan Love is good. But if he's not, then you did lose the trade. Because you bet on Jordan Love years ago. Yeah, Paul. I can get you plus 5,000 on Jordan Love for MVP if you want to get down on that. Do we have his over-under touchdown passes? I don't see any props on that yet. There have to be. Yeah, I'm looking. What about Aaron Rodgers? Because I thought his were like 31 and a half, something like that, for some reason. Yeah, Marv? I thought it was 31 and a half, but I'm going to double check. Yeah, I thought it was for some reason. But Jordan Love, that team, you make the playoffs? But I, I would imagine the Packers pick up that option. It's $21 million. Yeah, Paul. Fifth year option day is almost like a stamp like, yeah, you worked out as a draft picker. Yeah. No, we really don't want But that. how many first-round picks get extended and get their fifth-year option picked up? I mean, it feels like it's about 50%. But when you draft a quarterback, you move up to draft a quarterback, he's got to work out. He wrote the book on LeBron, Jeff Benedict. Author will join us here in the Man Cave coming up. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I even mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
The boundlessly capable all-electric EQS SUV from Mercedes-Benz with available transparent hood technology. So advanced, it can see through sheet metal. The vehicle's all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com EQS SUV.